One of the things I'm most proud of and most excited about with our chaplaincy program is how diverse we are. In a city that is known for being one of the most segregated in the country, uh, segregated by race, but also by language and religion, uh, we are a beautiful reflection of the fullness of who Milwaukee is. Uh, there are 51 chaplains currently. We are black and white and Hmong. We are men and women. We, are, uh, we range in age from 30 to 78. We are pastors and we are non-pastors. Um, we represent 39 different churches in 13 different denominations. So we cover this gamut of the reflection of who Milwaukee is. A majority of our chaplains live, work, and worship in Milwaukee. Some come from out, um, some live outside of Milwaukee, but work or worship inside the city. We come from all over and our chaplains bring with them this amazing diversity of skills and gifts and experiences that help them be able to care for these families. Uh, some, of the some of the chaplains are pastors, which is, um, which is great. I'd say maybe a third of our chaplains are pastors, but only a third. Uh, the other two thirds are counselors and teachers and uh, school bus drivers, and uh, they come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Many of them have had some sort of counseling or, um, or social work degree, so that helps them to do what they do. And, and they, they come with different passions. Some of them joined the program because they experienced a traumatic incident and didn't have a chaplain uh, there with them to support them through that. Others uh, have police officers in their family or were former officers themselves. And so they have a particular concern for the care of officers who see traumatic incidents every day. So our chaplains come from many places, from many different faith backgrounds, and it's really this beautiful, uh, beautiful mixture of people who are all sharing one common, uh, common thing, which is uh, a deep faith and a passion for serving um, a broken and hurt city. In 2016, we were called to 69 different uh, events. A third of those were homicides, and, and that was not a surprise to us. We had originally thought that the majority of things we would be called to would be homicides. But as the program developed, the police officers realized that they could use us for a lot of other things as well. Trauma doesn't only come in homicide. Trauma is experienced in all sorts of different ways. And so we were called to the scenes where um, there has been a suicide attempt or completion. We were called to scenes where there was a fatal accident or a house fire where there had been a fatality. We were called um, to do welfare checks on people. Uh, one significant incident, I remember a police officer called me and said, you know, I just did a welfare check on this older gentleman uh, who is, um, who's sick and um, he just got out of the hospital and uh, he doesn't have any family or friends in the area. And I just really think this guy's lonely. Could, 
could one of your chaplains go talk to him? And I, I said, of course, that's exactly, we can do all sorts of different things. And so, yeah, one of my chaplains went and he jokes that he's got a new best friend now because um, he met this gentleman and, and they had such a, a good time meeting. In this current year, the, what we have been called to most actually is not homicide so far in 2017. We've been called to approximately seven or eight infant deaths. Uh, infant and child, uh, toddler deaths. And that has been um, a surprising uh, turn in the type of care that we are offering. But as you can imagine, to lose a child, um, a young, healthy baby, um, so suddenly is, is particularly traumatic on a family. So we've been responding to a number of those scenes this year. I think one of the things people got to know us most for last year, though, in addition to the homicides and all these other scenes we were called to, was during the Sherman Park um, uprising, the unrest that happened in August of last year. When, um, when uh, the unrest unfolded, we were first at the scene, um, which um, was sort of the, the genesis of that unrest, uh, the officer-involved um, incident. And our chaplains were there doing what they do. They were called to serve. And then following that, the days later, we were called on by the chief, uh, Chief Flynn, and called upon by Mayor Barrett to be present as groups gathered um, in um, frustration, but also in solidarity with each other. And they asked us to be a peaceful presence in the midst of this uncertainty and this unrest happening. And so for about 10 days straight, we were present in, um, in Sherman Park and in the areas surrounding Sherman Park. And we, um, we prayed with people, we talked with them, uh, we offered resources where we could, uh, but mostly during that time, we were simply uh, providing a ministry of presence. And it was an important one. And I think being present during that unrest at Sherman Park was um, the first time we became very visible to the city of Milwaukee. Uh, we started to become recognizable. Uh, our red uh, Salvation Army chaplain vests and, um, and various of our specific chaplains, their faces, their person, started to become uh, recognized. And, uh, and we're really glad that, um, that that was out of this really difficult experience for us that became a, a way that shared our story. And since then, we have had a number of people who have joined the program because they saw our work in Sherman Park. And um, whether they were there in person or whether they saw uh, our, our vests or in our, that we were there over the news, uh, now that prompted them to want to become a part of something. So we get called to all sorts of different things and we're really grateful to be able to provide whatever support the police department um, sees fit for us to, um, to, to share in.